Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 115 of Shades of Brown. And this week, uh, well, it's like, it's it's sort of like a, uh, it's sort of thematic. We have some some themes here. Uh, we, we're talking about uh, games, uh, but not like about games. It's more about uh, working in games and, and the culture of, of working in games. So we're gonna start off start off with that, and the first story of the docket is uh, obviously about our our favorite favorite brand of cereal, Crunch. Uh, yikes! 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 Wow, have you been taking a you've been taking a note out of my playbook for making these jokes? Because wow, even I wouldn't make. Oh, my, I'm gonna I mean, get, I'm gonna forget fucking cancel for that. So one. Um, so, are you saying I should take that on the edit? Like, don't worry, I'll clean up the joke. I'll clean up the joke. We well, can use some. Uh, I can download one of those like uh, TensorFlow models that'll take your voice and, and and reframe your voice to make you say something nicer. Okay, I I I think I think people will appreciate my extremely bad uh bad joke, but more seriously, let's let's talk about it was some dark humor, all right, folks. It's just some <laughs> dark humor about a ve- about a very dark topic, you know, um, which is crunch culture and and the so and this this in this case it is the CEO of uh the CD Project Red, right? Uh, which uh, as a, as a preliminary note, one fuck CD Project Red. Um, we've probably likely talked about it on the show before. I know I've talked about it on uh, like another podcast back when Sex Radio was more of an active thing. But CD Project Red, known um, extreme crunch, like extreme crunch studio, and also known extreme transphobic studio. Yeah, they had uh, they had their social media uh, person uh, account posted. Uh, some extremely transphobic jokes, like I think twice, right? Uh, I think it happened. Yeah, it was twice. multiple times, and then they finally got let go. And but what? Like it's it, it's happened enough, and it's sort of and, and on top of that too, the whole premise of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven being like, there's always um there's a couple good threads on Twitter I've seen about it, right? Where the idea that oh we're going to augment humans in a certain way, but then also make jokes about like trans people and uh. And uh, and 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 folks who are not as abled to be doing like those sort of augmentations themselves to actually be able to do certain tasks or achieve certain things, right? It sort of exists in this weird vacuum where it's like, yeah, go ahead and re- like replace your arm with a metallic one if you're like white and cis, right? Like it's 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 that it's that awkward space, and this and a lot of what CG Project Red has been doing with Cyberpunk 2077 has not really been addressing any of that in what and what um anyway whatsoever. I I don't expect I don't expect to address any t- any particular topic in any sort of depth like this is a triple a game so people need to i think people need to check their expectations at the door because uh, i don't expect it to be actually like meaningfully like discussing or portraying or even like even like sort of like the art or like in any of it to actually show like the like the deep topics that it is trying that it's trying to talk about it's going to be like surface level right uh this is um this is essentially cyberpunk 2077 is the is the call of dutyified version of like the cyberpunk genre whereas right you can tell like actual good war stories like what was the game valiant hearts i think it was like a really deep retelling of um world war one right it's sort of how like trench war just like would fuck with people and call of duty is more of like oh yeah we're gonna like uh i don't know hashtag immerse you with some bombs yeah uh there's also another game that i like to point out is is it was a game called the, the war this war of mine mm. which is is a survival war survival game which depicts like it's all sorts of war related uh issues and it, like it, it deals with like 
it deals with, with like all that topic like much better. Like it's like this thing is is gonna be a glitzy cyberpunk video game. That's what it's gonna be. It's not gonna be anything either yeah. more than that. Like like, like Neo Cab is more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. Yes, Neo Neo Punk Neo Punk Neo Punk Neo Punk is my new video game, guys. Uh, uh, Neo Punk <laughs> is our new genre. There's, I'm gonna literally I'm gonna go into um I go into Apple Podcasts when we're done and switch the genre from uh, technology yeah. to Neo Punk. Okay, that sounds actually dope as hell. But like, uh, so so the news was that uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven to twenty seventy seven was uh, delayed by five months to uh, which in of itself is not a bad thing, right? Like, there's a lot of games have been delayed. A Final Fantasy seven remake, as we know from last year, the uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC was delayed until next Thursday. By the way, um, next Shades of Brown episode. Ooh, ooh. But um, a lot of games have been being delayed, which is on its own. Like, yeah, like delay games to make them better right like that's there's nothing wrong with that but but the ceo of uh, cd Projekt red was like oh by the way yeah we're gonna delay this five months and um unfortunately there's going to be a bunch of crunch and it's kind of like it's like hold up hold up hold up hold up you delayed the game and so you so you have more time to work on it but you're also going to introduce a new crunch period for those five months why not just delay it by another month or so and not have any crunch? Yeah, like why? Why is it that I I think they probably want to release in 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 twenty twenty or something? I don't know, but like, is is like you delayed it till September? Why not delay it till like I don't know, like October or November and uh, like have there be less of a on no crunch period? Like, why is there? Why does there unfortunately need to be a crunch? Why is this? Why does this need to exist? Like that's that's my question. Why is this a thing? Uh, why why does why does there need to be? Uh... Because because Hattic, it's the same reason there unfortunately has to be transphobic jokes on their Twitter account. Unfortunately, it's the way the world works. I mean, you make a game, you got to be transphobic, and you have to um, you know uh, introduce crunch periods. If you don't like it, just don't make video games. Go fucking work at a tech startup making React apps. Oh, oh my god, that, that's I'm deep. I'm joking that's by the way to anyone yes. listening. That was sarcasm. So like, like, like CG Project Red has delayed this, and I'm right now. I'm just like, I'm. I wasn't already like already. I was like, this game is gonna be, like, it's it's gonna come out and it's gonna be fine, like as a video game, right? But like, because CG Project Red obviously is not like they're not like they're not making bad video games, like bad as in like technically competent and like uh like able to tell good stories, decent stories. Like The Witcher Three is a good example, right? Uh, like it, it's 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 a bit clunky, but it's also like a, a very a pretty good game. I recommend The Witcher Three to a lot of people because it, it is a decent video game. But also at the same time, I mean, I mean, should you support The Witcher Three even though that game had a crunch period, right? Like, is it is it is The Witcher Three something that should be supported? Even because the studios was transphobic back then. It's not as if they suddenly became transphobic once The Witcher Three came out. Season Project Red has been a problematic studio, and just because this one game is good. But it comes from a shitty studio. Should you still support it? Yeah, that's 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 a good question. Like, I I think The Witcher Three as a body of work is is okay. Good is good is maybe not like like comparing it to other games. Maybe it it sort of led the. I would say we're playing like RPGs, uh, like uh, like action RPGs. Uh, I think like The Witcher Three sort of set the standard for. Like better storytelling in AAA video games for for especially for uh, 
for RPGs, but I think that's it. That's that's about it. I, I don't think you can praise it for more than that. Uh I think that's where I would say I would still say if you are uh interested in RPGs, buy I don't know if we could probably get a used copy of The Witcher 3. I, I would say because it's it's uh it's it's pretty old. It's like well the 2017. Uh like you can still buy a used copy if you buy it on console, but like if you're buying it on PC, you know, buy it buy it used or uh, not buy it used, buy it buy it on like a deep discount, which happens pretty often. So you know. But I but I guess it's I guess it's sort of like the whole um the whole thing with vegans, right? Where it's like if you are vegan, um, is buying leather actually bad? Because obviously, from sort of like being vegan, right? It's like killing a cow to make leather. Objectively, not a good thing in the eyes of vegans, right? But, um, and I was mostly vegan for last year too. So vegans don't at me. I, I know this life. But um, it's sort of like, if there's already a leather object that has been created or that has been in use and it's given to you, is it bad to actually use it because of the fact, right, that if you if you throw it away, well, that leather is just going to go to a landfill and just rot for like a hundred thousand years, right? It's not that's not biodegradable in your lifetime, right? It is not as if the leather the leather is going to be doing anything. And it's sort of like the same philosophy, right? These problematic games, because if you buy it and it's like already been out and it's already been made and the crunch has already happened. And it's already been removed. Like, is it is it long? Is it wrong of you to purchase it, even though you're technically somehow supporting the studio who made it? So, so like the usual idiom in this case is like there is no like ethical consumption in in, in capitalism under capitalism, right? But there like, can there be mindful no, consumption, right? Yes, there is. That's there's a difference between ethical and like being uh, conscious and and. Uh, being mindful as you said like if like i think i think if somebody doesn't want to play a cd project red game because they don't want to support a studio that supports crunch i think that's obviously a, a perfectly like a very good stance like it's it's not it's not a stance that like i think anybody will question like but if you also at the same time if you really want to play the witcher maybe you're like really into the witcher books and you like you want to play the witcher video game like at the same time i'm not going to be like hey uh, this game, like this game, was made by like a, a studio that had crunch and has has bad culture. Like maybe like don't play this game. Like that's also at the same time feels sort of like uh, like maybe maybe present the information, but don't be making judgment of people who are playing this video game. I think that's like the old, that's the thing I'll say. Uh, and and honestly, too, right the 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 easy, the better solution and the bestest solution, even though it's not a word, is um sort of what what the next one's about, right? That. They, the game developers should just unionize or laws should be passed in an ideal world to prevent crunch from happening. But also they should they should start a union, which um, I think it's what is it? The code CWA is the name of the, uh, the organization. Yes, campaign. Oh, there's to... also Games Worker Unite, right? Yeah, Game Game Workers Unite uh, is 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 the it's been two years since they launched, I think. And it was like it's, it's an effort to uh, bring together game developers in the industry uh, to fight for better working conditions, you know, industry-wide. So uh, basically a union, obviously. Uh, like the, uh, like they have, like, you know, the collective action, like, you know, like the employee walkout at Blizzard, uh, like the uh, the walkout at Riot, where uh, they, they, pro- they, they walked out to protest uh, uh, arbitration over uh, sexual harassment allegations, right? Uh, that case was actually when you mentioned that the case was la- later settled uh, without without arbitration. Uh, so, like the idea of like 
it's like nearly like at GDC there was a survey and like nearly half developers supported the idea, but also at the same time, it, like I don't like nothing has come from any major game studios uh, announcing any any formal plans to form like a, a workers union, right? Uh, and I and I'm not like certain about like the legal like the legal necessities to form a union. In I think it differs from U.S. state to U.S. state. Well, okay, so federally, federally, you cannot fire someone for forming a union, right? Like, if your sole reason for firing someone is they're starting a union, that is illegal across the entire country. However, um, there are many very technicalities you can fire someone for, right? That you, while you're actually like the real reason they're firing them is because they're trying to start a union, you can just put the employee under increased scrutiny, and there's a lot of stuff that you can kind of get away with. That will um, allow you to fire said person, as seen in the Google one, right? Where they didn't fire the um, the organizers for being organizers; they were fired for mishandling company information. Yeah, which is like, which is, which is just like, it's just like when HR is trying to find an excuse to fire you, right? Basically, like that's what happens, right? They they basically make it so that you you either cannot you you basically cannot work there because people are like constantly breathing down your neck, right? And like. The, like HR is constantly uh, up on you, and it's like you're being basically harassed without without be, it being like actual harassment. It's just like they're gonna be like harassing you via the the methods that like the that are legal, um, and eventually you'll either quit or they'll they'll find a way to fire you, right? Uh, right. So like, so like, yeah. So it is not like it is. This is. I mean, this is why. <laughs> This is why you gotta when you unionize you gotta you gotta have some upsec right uh, that's that's also another thing that's a different topic uh, upsec is important for that so but like the the game workers unite uh, org is uh, announcing that they are partnering with uh, the communication workers of America CWA right uh, it is uh, it is to, uh, it, it's the campaign to organize digital employees which is like not just i think not just video game employees right i think more just uh, but also it's also tech workers as well right the whole initiative for the uh for that is to um get tech and game workers unionized um so it reaches i think some of them some of the google folks have also been um reaching out have been reached out to by them yeah i mean i i would hope so i think and and, and apparently the uh the cwa is one of uh one of the one of the us's biggest unions like there's reportedly like 700,000 members so like if like if you could bring like like if you can like, like for example forces, right yes. uh, with cwa like ars technica's yeah. own union is a subsidiary of the cwa oh is it i didn't know ars technica had a union well okay. it's a it's, it's a new york news guild right sort of union. Oh, okay so um okay. a lot of writers unions tend to be cross um cross publication right ditto for ditto for like writers on tv shows the writers guild of america or you have um I believe even some of like the production hands on on studios as well are are unionized under CWA. Also, too, the um, voice actors. Remember that whole thing with the uh, with, game, with voice actors of video games a while back, right? There's also another union as well for that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So union like this is this is good. Like this is a good. I think like combining with other worker orgs, like especially big ones that already have an existing infrastructure and existing uh, presence, right? I think is. It's a good step forward, and it's like basically, uh, well, what's her name? Uh, Emma, right? Emma can Emma, uh, and the, she's like the co-founder of uh, GWU, and she's basically like 
like the the whole uh, the aspect of the game development quote unquote dream job is like creating like uh like a avenue for exploitation right like it is this channel through where uh these these studios are exploiting people under the guise of getting people who wanna like really work on video games right like they they are some pe- people who are really passionate about working in a video in a video game company for making video games right like that's like the thing that they're exploiting is that they can get away with with uh with crunch they can get away with sexism they can get 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 away with uh, like all sorts of all sorts of garbage because they are basically like hey if if you want to if you want to really like live out your passions you got you got to deal with this shit which is not true right and and as well another big issue in the games industry is that there's not a lot of permanent jobs a lot of it is contract work right like you join a studio to work on a project and then afterwards your contract's up and at that point you're at the mercy of it either being for renewal or you know just being let go and it's sort of like fuck i guess you have to go to another studio now or or with the good old classic uh ea activision blizzard move which is buy a studio make a game and shut it down yeah yep yep the the game industry is a fucking nightmare uh and i am hopeful that this this like i'm looking like i'm looking forward to more news about this and i'm looking forward to more actual movement happening in the, in the game dev uh, like world about like like a, like maybe like a big like a like a studio uh uh like a AAA studio maybe or even a double a studio like people unionizing and like actually being able to enact better policy for for their jobs like better job security better better pay better uh better like basically better more leverage over over like that's what unions give you right they give you leverage over over these uh and and as well i think the platform holders could do something for like at least for their first party studios right like it'd be very easy because um i highly doubt xbox game studios makes microsoft any actual money right like i doubt that it'd be very easy for like for them to just implement a no crunch policy or for Sony to do it with the first party devs that they contract out to, right? Because I already, I think Nintendo doesn't have a crunch policy. I think Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't cr- do crunch for their um, first party games from what I, rem- from what I remember. That one might be wrong. I am not sure about that, to be honest. Like, I, I Nintendo's very, like, Nintendo is very quiet. Like, Nintendo doesn't talk about, like, this kind of stuff, I think, usually publicly. So, like, uh, well, I, I feel like they're, they're dev, they're, um, no, GDC, I think Shiro Miyamoto's talked about not had doing crunch before. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he's had a GDC talk on that. But still, right, for like the Western studios, like hell, even Google with their own, with the first party studio that they have for Stadia, they could just straight up be like, hey, we don't do crunch. Because at that point, if all the first party devs start doing it, and they're, the first party games are lost leaders anyways, right? Like you don't make first party games to make money on them, you make them to sell machines and to get people paying your subscription services. So I feel like it'd be easy for them to do that and get a lot of goodwill and not take a big hit financially. And then, right, just sort of building that pressure in the industry would be good. But I mean, that's that's me being too hopeful. Like, of course, but like gamers don't care. Gamers don't care about crunch. Yeah, that's the thing. That's also the thing. Like, if if there is no push from both, like the workers obviously have to organize as well, right? This is like workers have to organize. The unions need to be formed, uh, and people need to be like participating in in, in like union action, basically like you know walkouts or strikes, basically, right? Uh, and but also at the same time, I think like as 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 customers of of video, like as of video game companies, that there's also like I think some sort of responsibility on 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 the general public as as customers to 
I don't know. Like, what do we even do? Like, what what do people who buy video games do in this case? Like, what what is the what is the call? Like, I mean, there's always a valid option too, right? Of um, it's the thing no one wants to do because everyone likes the AAA games, but like, you could actually just go browse itch or like some other smaller humble bundle stuff and you could you could buy more indie games you could use your you have buying power here right like there, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that um grand theft auto 5 it made six billion dollars right like you, you you could play something else like there's always i mean obviously corporate responsibility is a thing putting um legislation in power and, and, and bringing upon legislation rather and you workers unionizing are all good things but there's still like as someone who consumes this media, you could you could just like you know not play the game or buy other games, right? Like you could you could do that. You know that's always a valid option. Like I mean, like look for example, let's let's let's, uh, let's talk about the furries for a second. Like if like um the it is wild how like much like furries just support other furries financially. Like there are a lot of very successful patrons of like independent game shops that are just making furry games, right? And if you bring some of that energy to the rest of the game industry, it could look different. Um, that's uh, that's 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 the one way of looking at it. Like <laughs> that's that's not a path I was expecting, but okay. I mean, like there there is yeah, oh sure. Um, I mean, itch.io. Uh, get 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 it get it going. I like it's like yeah. I mean. As uh, it, it sort of feels like as as customers, you're like, yeah, you want like you do have the choice, but also at the same time, I feel like in some ways the choice is not really. Uh, it's like a false choice. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, it's like like so. I like I I understand there's a fine line to walk here, right? But like like for example, if we talk about music for a second, right? Like at this point. No one should really be buying Kanye West's new albums, right? He's literally headlining uh, a music festival with a known conversion therapist person, right? Like, like at that point, but people kind of still do. And there is, I'm willing to accept the separate the art from the artist argument up until the point where it starts being abusive. If someone's kind of a shitty person, whatever. But if they're an active, if they're supporting actively, like, you know, active oppressive campaigns and abusive things then like that's you kind of have to draw the line somewhere and like for me i draw the line with cd projects right into, and, and their crunch policies because yeah i mean that's that's perfectly yeah that that's like i'm i wasn't to be honest i'm not very interested in cyberpunk 2077 in any case like it like i haven't even seen the fucking trailer to be honest like i don't care i mean it has uh, keanu like, reeves in it and you know keanu reeves is genuinely Everyone I mean, Keanu Reeves is fine, but no, like, I... Keanu Reeves is not fine. Ke- I mean, Keanu Reeves is fine. Don't get me wrong, but Keanu Reeves is everyone's husband. All right, so let's get that straight. You will not, you will not slander Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, like I, if I wanted to see Keanu Reeves, I'll just watch The Matrix again. It's fine. Um, or so, John like, Wick, I, I guess. Yeah, John Wick is good too. Yes, John Wick is very good. Uh, so, so that's like our little uh, segment on, uh, I guess. Uh, game culture work on, on like basically like ethical response of consumption i mean there's no clear answer here like like i know we're not coming we're not giving providing like a definitive thought on this but it's yeah, because there is no i don't think there's a definitive thought on it to be honest there's too many messy parts to it i think everybody needs to draw their lines somewhere right and i think people need to figure out where they want to draw the lines right people all want us People don't want to buy games because of loot boxes. Well, if, if people don't want to buy games because the AAA studios crunch, then you're not buying any AAA video games, right? Um, 
If you're someone who does not buy AAA games and lives on a diet of like Celeste and Meat Punks, like please get at me. I was yes, like yes. Actually, I want to. I want to talk to you. Like, I want to actually maybe have somebody like that on the podcast, right? I want to. I want to talk to somebody uh, who only like only dabbles in the indie space. Uh, like, if you are a gaming vegan, like please add us. A gaming vegan, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, if if you're like that, if you if you if you live on itch.io and you play games off itch.io, you play small indie titles, or you make you also make like in small indie video games. Like, talk to us. Uh, let's let's get. So I guess basically what we're saying is, if you if you use desktop Linux and only use desktop Linux and refuse to use Windows, get at us. It, I'm joking. I know. I don't think that's like the uh, yeah yeah. It's like if you if you are like uh, indie person who only plays indie video games. I mean, I'm sure there are people like that. Uh, on probably on Master too. Like, I'm sure there are people like. I that. would also say too, if you are like that and you are listening and you don't want to talk to me, make a newsletter of this shit. Like make a blog or something. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would subscribe to like a, a newsletter uh, that somebody makes uh, about indie video games and like w- what's what's good on itch.io. Uh, like what's happening? What's what's what, what indie game are people playing? Like what's like what's like a really cool concept that came out on itch.io? You know, like stuff like that. Like itch.io is there, but like I don't. Like I can't, I can't just be. I, just, I can't just go on there and be like, "Whoa!" Like, what is? I can't like tell what's good or what's interesting because I like it's hard for me as as a person who doesn't really isn't in any world to understand. Like, but like if you are into that world and you understand this shit and like you know what's good, like make a newsletter uh, or write. I don't know, like uh, write blogs or uh, I don't know, post on Masto about your favorite uh, games on itch.io. Uh, let, let me know so I can follow. Uh, so that's that's our 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 we ended on a that's our games angle and now we're going on to our sort of tech angle on oh this. god this 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 is going to be a one hell of an episode so that's, is, we're that's very good. very we're going very Paul heavy with it politics heavy yeah we're we're, get, we're getting into it uh we so can, can can we get like an overview of this so this is like so I guess I should provide some context to it to this next story so. Basically, there was a hearing last week with a, a congressional hearing with Sonos, Tile, and PopSockets sort of calling upon big tech companies for crushing smaller players, making it impossible for smaller players to exist in the market. And part of the, or one of the stories rather that was that sort of brought this to the forefront is that Sonos at CES announced that they are suing Google for infringing on multi multiple audio room patents. Which um to, to explain for uh, a tech. Uh, on the tech side, how that works is so you have Sonos systems, right? And basically you can have multi-room audio where audio, you can send it between multiple devices and multiple rooms and Sonos has patents on it because when they started shipping this feature 10 years ago, right? There wasn't like a Wi-Fi sort of protocol to do that, right? Like you had to do a custom protocol over either Wi-Fi or RF or Bluetooth, right? To transition an audio stream seamlessly between devices. And when Sonos was working with Google to bring Google Assistant support and Amazon Alexa support to the um, Sonos devices, they shared some of the tech, right? So Google's team could help integrate, you know, multi-room um, OK Google or multi-room Alexa support, right? So, so because if you say OK Google, right, and you have multiple speakers, you need to determine which one of those is going to pick it up. And you have to use that multi-room um, audio system to determine that, which makes sense. But apparently Google and Amazon just started just saw how Sonos was doing it and then basically copied it and implemented it into the Google Assistant or the uh, the Echo devices. And both companies are claiming that's not true. Um, and Sonos is like, no, no, we've been trying to license this out for you for like the past year or so. 
And because of that, it's like, it, Sonos is like, you know, we have a competitive advantage that our speakers can do this. And two big tech companies that are far bigger than us just decided to come in and steal it. And now we are at now we are losing our competitive advantage and it's going to threaten us as a company. And the same sort of thing where um, Tile's basically, Tile's argument's a little more wa- watery because Tile is like, Tile is like, Apple's probably going to release a tracker. And if they do, we're fucked. I mean, Yes, but also like, is Apple planning on doing that? Like, is uh, there's code references in iOS yeah. 13 for it, so probably. And then PopSockets too. PopSockets like, well, all these Chinese companies are copying our IP, right? Like, everyone's making PopSocket clones, and we really can't do it. And Amazon is not in, in Amazon is not enforcing like their trademarks or like they're not policing the marketplace enough is that their problem right like yeah because amazon doesn't do that so amazon also as well there's a company called Allbirds. they make a certain type of shoe right amazon has a clone of it and that they that will be prioritized in search results on amazon.com if you search for Allbirds, the amazon basics version the white label brand version of it and Allbirds is like well what the fuck like what are we supposed to do yeah like how do you compete yeah that's that's and, and also then there's this whole thing too right um where um, you know Basecamp, right? Yes, I know what Basecamp is. So yeah. they've had to start buying out search ads on their own name because of the fact that Google um is ranking their site lower than uh than their competitors. Right. It's like if somebody is searching for Basecamp, they're getting like an ad. They get Monday.com or something like that, and not even in the ad slot, just as a regular search result. And Basecamp's like, yo, like literally, what else would someone be searching for Basecamp for? That's not us. Well, there's nothing else called Basecamp around tech. So, like, what, 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 what the fuck, Google? Yeah, like the Basecamp is saying they're spending like seventy grand a year just doing advertising campaigns, which is like, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's that's a lot to be spending on ads. Yeah, like ads ooh. for your own name, right? Not even like ad campaigns. Yeah, ads for your own name. Like, it's like it's not. You're not even like mark. You're not even like maybe launching a new feature and you're doing like an ad campaign. It's like you are just spending money to basically make sure you keep your business basically uh from going elsewhere or not going to you right it's like that is so yeah i mean they're suing google this this they're saying or they're blasting google like their google is that they are uh they are they allow people to bid on trademark terms to for reasons like apparently to offer users more choice which is like Hmm. Apple does the same too for um App Store search. You can bid you can bid on like so um I think Marco Armit talked about it once that like people were bidding on the word overcast <laughs> other podcast apps were. Oh god. So if you explicitly search for overcast, the first listing would not be overcast. That is bullshit. Like that is actually I think kind of bullshit. Like what is the point of that? Like other than to create like this uh i mean the of- idea is apparently apple's i'm um, thinking behind it is like oh if you search for facebook maybe a facebook competitor can pop up and i mean like if you search so the flow of this works where if you have an iphone or you're going to install the facebook app you most likely have a facebook account already and you already that's the app you want to install who is going to be searching for facebook and see like an ad for reddit and be like oh shit i guess i'll check out reddit instead yeah it's like it's that's not it's like what's the point it's like i i don't like if if you're searching for Basecamp. Right on Google, you probably want the Basecamp website, right? Like, yeah, because it's sort else? of trickery, right? Because if you search for Basecamp, you end up going to Monday.com, and then you see that Monday was like the thing, like your friend was like, "Oh, check out Basecamp. It's cool project managing. I'm using it for like an indie team." And then you end up at Monday, you're like, "Oh, this is the, my this probably is the thing they were talking about." 
and you had, and Basecamp ended up just losing a customer for it. So I understand the whole the whole premise of it because it ends up being like who ends up being the most funded. It sort of ends up being like a rat's race, right? Of who can get the most funding to pump into ad money. Yeah, like you're basically feeding the Google machine here. Like that's and then you end up becoming Casper. So Casper is a mattress company that just ended up IPOing, and it turns out they're losing like two hundred dollars on every mattress because they spend they spend more on podcast ads. Then they make back on customers who were who um get back from those ads. Are you fucking serious? Uh, are you serious? The joke about Casper mattress ads being everywhere—that's like actually bad. For- yeah, they're losing money. They lose two hundred dollars on every mattress bought through a podcast ad because not enough people are buying mattresses through those ads to warrant it. But the issue is they have to keep spending on those ads because without that referral traffic, they would technically be losing money as a company. So they'd be losing more money. So you either lose some money or you lose more money. Incredible. That's 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 business right there. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Uh I didn't even know that that they I wonder like about Squarespace. Is Squarespace making money off this podcast? Uh like like what is going on? Uh well I mean we know for a fact that Squarespace uh treats their employees like shit, so they're probably they're probably making money somehow. Oh is oh, oh mm. remember there's this whole thing, um this uh, designer on Twitter, right? She was, she had this whole thing with Squarespace where like they were as a very, I mean, it was a couple years back. So, you know, Squarespace might have changed. Like I've heard GitHub's gotten better, um, at least culturally um, still fuck GitHub, fuck ice. But besides that, um, at least in terms of the internal culture, it's gotten better ever since that thing with uh, that. Uh, I forgot her name. Julie Horvath. Was it? I, I'm sorry. I forgot her name. Yes. I think Horvath Horvath. Yeah. Yeah. Horvath. I think is the last name, but like, there was a GitHub issue. Uh, there was the yeah, I think the Squarespace thing. I sort of remember there was a blog post about it, right? Uh, the person who was affected, they wrote a blog post. Uh, uh, but basically, right, it's like sort of all this unchecked behavior at these companies are leading to a like, if you want to start a small tech business, like what what do you you're beholden to Amazon or Google, like because regardless, right. If you want to have a competitive server infrastructure, you have to rent space from Amazon and Google. You can't you can't roll your own server infrastructure and be competitive. And if you're trying to do discovery, well, if you're selling physical products, you have to be listed on Amazon. If you are if you are selling a software product, you have to do well on Google results or you have to or you have to do spend on Facebook and Twitter to find to, for people to find you. Yeah, and and like you have to probably spend on Apple search ads as well because if you if you have an iOS app, then well, you you, you have to spend money there too. So you're basically spending money on ads. You have to have a dedicated spend budget for for ads. Basically, that's what I'm like. That's and and the issue too is that these brokers are also the platform holders, right? It's not as if there's an ad market. There's a company, you know, ad company, and they um companies contract out to them to run ads. It's no like Google has their own ad infrastructure. And they rank so Google will rank your search results on Google naturally with SEO. They'll also they'll also run the ad auction houses for you, right, to be displayed on websites, and they'll run the ad auctions to be displayed on the on you know Google's own search results. And as well too, I guess like sometimes ads are a little bit of a black marker how these search ranks work. Because I think Neil I went to it on the Vergecast. I think it's important to reiterate for some folks who don't listen here. We're like when you load an ad when you load a web page, right, and you don't have ad blockers enabled, what basically happens is that the requests are made right to the ad server and then computational um auctions are held and like instantaneously the highest bidder gets charged and then the ad is then picked to be displayed to you. 
but they also use a bunch of heuristics, right? Of the that's where like that's where the information, like the the gross tracking, comes in place. In order to decide who to bid on, that's when they use your personal information to determine, right? Um, the company X will say, "Hey, I would like to market out to, uh, you know, twenty something year old brown guy in Toronto who likes network interfaces." And then at that point. Google's like, oh, we know just the right person. We'll display that to you and charge you ten cents for that ad to be displayed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but yes, the, the ad targeting. Welcome to the world and, of ad targeting. And did say they feel like Amazon search right? Where Amazon search where you search for a product. Amazon's basically like, okay, so let's look at their previous search history. Let's look at what we want to, what we're going to influence by, right, by paid rankings, and then also we're also going to prioritize the. I mean, this is loosely how it works, but we're also going to prioritize our Amazon choice ones, which ends up usually being Amazon basic white label brands because because even though Amazon says that, oh, we don't prioritize our own white label brands, for some for some spooky reason, white label Amazon basic brands end up being the top of Amazon search results and their Amazon choice listings. Yeah, yeah, I want, I do wonder why. Jeez, like, uh, geez, Louise, like, what, what's what's with that? Like, that's not suspicious at all. Like, come on. Like, yeah, like I, uh, I think the tile one is probably the weakest of these, but like, even then, like, tile is, I mean, tile is just scared. I think tile is just fucking, tile is just really, really scared. Because if like, Apple releases it, tile is dead. Yeah, tile is fucking destroyed if, if Apple, like, uh, tile is basically going to go bankrupt in a year when this happens. And, and it's sort of the argument, right? Of like, should a company decide that tile be allowed to exist? Because, um, Actually, I think this leads to um, a little bit of the surveillance capitalism book that me and you were talking about last, right? Right? Because it's sort of like, is it inevitable that all these big companies will control everything? And it doesn't have to be. Yes. No, it does not. And why? But why though? Because Apple already has a, a, an ecosystem with a vertical with integration everywhere, right? And so adding another product into the integration essentially locks out. Uh, like a competitor, competitive product here. Even though the even though the pro, even the tile product might be better, maybe maybe the tile product is better. Like because they have been doing this for a while and they they don't they, they know how to make this product and they uh, they have this uh, design and they have this all the shit and they have this uh, existing brand and they have the product. But like the the power of the integration will kill it but because like it doesn't like the apple product doesn't have to be better because it's a native right and a- apple can always make it hook into the system better like this is um actually i think a, i think a good uh maybe a little tangent that we can go on but but it still leads back to this is so microsoft released chromium based edge right but why like why did why do you why does microsoft have to make the browser window ships with right like they're they could have gone to mozilla and been like hey we want to ship firefox as a default browser for windows that is 110% a valid possibility. There's no reason not to, right? But they, they're so for some reason, they have to make a web browser. I don't buy that argument, right? Like Google doesn't have to make a gaming service, right? Apple doesn't have to make like everything, but they end up like sort of, it's like this self-fulfilling pro- prophecy of like that this is going to be the inevitable end that... um you ever play um stardew valley no but uh but you know you know jojo mart is right in that game it's sort of like the the everything company like sort of like the amazon equivalent that you're that like you can in the game i believe if you want to buy like seeds and stuff for cheaper you can go to jojo mart and get it there but obviously you're not supporting the local economy oh i see i see but okay. it's inevitable that a big company is going to come by right and provide everything cheaper and undercut the uh, undercut the, the fuck out of the market 
or even then, I think like the sort of similar theme is like in Neocab, right? Where you had like the um, you had the you have the you have Neocab, which is a smaller service of people who do Uber style car driving, which is already problematic on its own. But then the company behind the self, the automated self driving cars, is trying to make human driven cars illegal because the because they're claiming that it's dangerous for humans to drive cars. Exactly. Oh, that's 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 good. That's a good callback because I. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's like because inevitability it's inevitable, of isn't it? it. Yes, inevitable of it. Yeah, that the whole argument is that yeah, like nobody wants no like there's no need for there to be human drivers. Obviously, well, we'll just have these automated cars do their thing. Like, yeah. there's no need for there to be other companies other than Amazon white label ones because you know you shouldn't have to worry about how those cheap Amazon batteries are being made, right? There's a motherboard piece a while back about how like Amazon basic batteries. Like, if you search through the history of like. Are these being ethically sourced, right? Are the people who are making these being treated with um what's it? There's a name for the products, right? Like ones that are like went through human rights verifications and conflict materials, right? Like, is this a conflicted product? And with a lot of the Amazon Basics one, motherboard, I, I believe it was motherboard, it might have been another one. I'll try and put it in the show notes, but they're basically like, we either don't know or probably not. If you look at the trail of like where these cheap batteries came from, what me- what f- like factory in Thailand or like Vietnam made these, and it's it's a problem because the more you abstract it out, the harder it is to hold people accountable. And if if like you're someone who's all in on like using all this Google stuff, right? Like, yeah, I guess it's fine that you have an assistant and all that, but like, what it, it things could be better and cheaper, right? Because given once a certain player receive, achieves market dominance, they're just going to raise prices. Yes, except yep, yep, every time, every time uh, somebody achieves any sort of dominance, they're gonna once they once they've got the lock in, they 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 could just it's like boiling a frog in water. I right? mean, it's they literally just, happened with iPhones, right? iPhones are now a thousand dollars. People will pay for them. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Remember when the 6S came out? It was like $600, $700, Yeah, right? I do remember it's, because it's, my first iPhone was uh, what uh, iPhone 6 Plus, and now it is like... And how much you pay for the 6 Plus, right? You paid like, what, 700 Canadian for it? It was, yeah. I mean, I, I bought the 128 gig model, but it's still like the 128 gig model was like what I paid then and then what I paid now for like uh, a similar model is significantly more expensive. Like it is, and like... Like literally with, with Apple too, right? Look at the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro starts at six thousand dollars because there's no other Mac Pro. There's no there's no competition to that, and people who need a professional Mac with a Xeon processor have to buy that. It's a, and and when you extract when you extrapolate that out to other markets, right? If you look at the Sonos speakers, if Sonos goes away, who you'll have cheap Bluetooth speakers, but if you want quality audio, you'll have Amazon, Apple, and Google, the only ones who provide that that are smart speakers, and you're sort of fucked at that point. Google can charge you whatever because if hey, if you have an Android phone, you have a Pixel. You'll have to use their speaker in order to get the assistant, and did all right. Like the HomePod, it it costs four hundred because well, what's your other option? And it's like, yeah, like how, like how, like this. This is why the, this this lawsuit uh, and this uh, this congressional hearing is sort of like important to look at because it is like it is like a, the cannery in the coal mine, just so to speak. Like it is. This is happening. This is this is the thing that we should be aware of, Ben. Like. How do we? How do you even begin to combat something where you have these, uh, like huge companies, companies that are that have more money than some countries, uh, and like how do you even start to deal with that sort of uh problem? Like, 
Like, like, how do you make a new chat app in 2019 and have it succeed? Or 20, God, 2020 and have it succeed, right? You you spend a lot of money, maybe you get get a lot of users. But maybe, you don't. Look maybe. at Google's chat app strategy, right? <laughs> Google's app chat. <laughs> like, the only reason that Discord is has became a chat app that people use is because Valve was incompetent, right? If Valve had a had a built-in like Discord-like system in Steam, no one would be using Discord. No one would ever be using Discord. And I hear you out there. I hear people using Matrix and Riot and um Tele or, or Wire and all that. No one uses those, right? Like objectively, Facebook Messenger alone probably has like a couple billion users. How how do you? There is no way to compete with that, especially now too that Facebook is integrating Instagram Direct, WhatsApp, and Messenger into one product. How do you compete with that? What what do you? How do you compete with iMessage on an iPhone, right? If you were texting another iPhone user, why would you use anything but iMessage? Exactly. Like, why, there is no like no reason for you to use anything else. Like, it is like, and there's no reason for this to be an integrated option, right? It's only integrated because we've allowed them to make it integrated, right? Like, if like on Android at least, you can switch out chat apps. Like, you can switch your you choose your SMS app, right? And you can ch- choose. Uh, chat apps. You can, you can, you can, you can have some some degree of flexibility, but but on, even if uh, you I- can, though, right? Like, how many people? I, once again, this I'm sort of ripping a little bit off the Verge cast, but how many people on Android use anything but the default browser? Yeah, exactly. How many people just use Chrome? Yeah, you can install yeah. Firefox Mobile, but how many people use Samsung Internet and um Chrome? Right, Chrome. Like, right, how Chrome, many people? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're on Samsung phones, you likely use a Samsung default one. That's a huge part of the market. But still, right? Like, it's either Chrome or that Samsung default browser, and you can set a new default. You how you can even have your own rendering engine. Microsoft could have brought their own Edge old rendering engine to Android if they wanted to, or Mozilla has the Fennec project, right, where it brings Firefox's own Rust-powered rendering engine to that. But how many people actually use that, right? The majority of people are always going to use the defaults. And it's like it's a tricky problem because even the EU now, we have that browser ballot or the search engine ballot, right? And those companies, or hell, Windows 2 had the browser ballot. And I don't know if that's going to actually do anything, right? Like, it, it's a tricky problem. And the the... Even if you can make a default browser, Chrome is still like so hooked in as a default in Android that it's very sticky to use anything else. Like it is, it is like it's the the, the power of the default and combined with the power of the these large companies uh, to be able to dictate markets is is like like it feels like yeah like the inevitable thing. It feels like the inevitable outcome is that you get crushed by by the combined power of that. Right? It's that that's like the eventual outcome. Um. So uh, let's let's talk about maybe something a little more pleasant. Uh, God, if no, no, no. So we're going to talk about Quibi now, and Quibi is not more pleasant. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's funny. Actually, a little bit funny, right? Like in the midst of all this. Uh, uh, extremely doom and gloom uh, talk- topics that we've been talking about. Kubi is actually weirdly not good, but also actually is extremely funny. Uh, so Quibi, uh, spelled Q-U-I-B-I, by the way, uh, is is uh, is a new video streaming service uh, with Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is like a former well, yeah, Disney executive. And, uh, Meg Whitman. Meg Whitman ran HP uh, for a while. You remember back when HP was going to like spin off their printer division, like back in the early 2000s? Like that whole shit show? That was Meg Whitman yeah. who ran that. Yeah. So uh, at CES 2020, uh, Quibi like did a whole thing. They had a whole event, right? They had 
they would try to sell like this platform of video where you can you have all these Hollywood stars and you're gonna make movies that are like like you cut them up into ten minute chunks and you watch them weekly. Is that what what that was? Yeah. So you watch. So they release like every week. They release a new ten minute chunk, and then you have to each week you watch ten minutes of the show or the movie or whatever. And then at the when it's all released at once, you can technically binge watch all those ten minute chunks together if you wanted to. And they also are doing it where. The videos are edited to be um, seen in either portrait or landscape with different with different framing, depending on it. And they have a tech solution. It's actually interesting where they'll do two simultaneous video streams. So if you rotate between landscape and portrait, you get technically two different videos, right? But because they're both streaming at the same time, they use some unique compression where it's not, it's not um, double the amount of data and it'll seamlessly switch between them. But the thing is, they haven't actually demonstrated this tech in like they haven't really shown this tech being functional, right? The 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 thing that they showed at CES was just like it, it, the the video was on the phone. Yeah, it's so already it preloaded. Like, also, it's uh it's called Turnstile, which actually is a really good fucking branding name for that kind of impression. That's actually yeah, 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 that is a clever name. That's a good name. Yeah. But like they haven't shown anything yet, and they're also like they they've raised like a bunch of money. They've raised like a billion dollars. Yeah, like this is a lot of money and. Like they are like they're saying like hashtag this is the next next general next wave of cinema. Like I I don't buy that. Like I'm not. How why the fuck would I buy that? And apparently uh, Vox uh, Media is bought into it too. The Verge and Polygon are my my Polygon's gonna have a show. The Verge might have a show. I love the fact they talk so much shit about it and then they're gonna have a show on it. Yeah, they they have a disclosure on it, and I'm like, oh okay, uh, and I'm like. Okay, Katzenberg has been around a long time. He has, he has, obviously, he has a lot of experience in Hollywood, like 40 years of experience in Hollywood, and like 20 years. Like Whitman, Whitman is in tech, but for 20 years. So, like, there's, there's, like, there's people here who understand both tech and movies. And, like, but, like, do they really think, like, this is going to become a thing? Is, 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 is this just like, how, why are people investing into this? Well, I, well, I know why, like, like, there is investment. Like, investment is here because, uh, all these like big companies don't want to advertise on YouTube and Twitch because it is like problematic because you can advertise on like some, some garbage video, right? You can advertise like uh, the, the climate denying videos that uh, all these companies were found advertising on. Uh, you know, I have a um, I have a very, very controversial take on Quibi. I want this to succeed. I want Quibi to be good. Please think about it. Quibi is the only major streaming platform right now that's independently owned. Disney Plus, Disney A should have been broken up two decades ago. Uh huh. Apple TV Plus, obviously owned by Apple. Uh huh. Netflix is Netflix is it. Netflix is its own huge thing that's pouring in so much debt to making all this content. Um, Hulu is owned by Disney. NBC has their own Peacock one, which is garbage name. Um. CBS, the CBS All Access, which basically means that all those gross CBS um, shows no one cares about, and we're going to hold Star Trek Ransom, um, all of these other streaming services, right? And think about it. Quibi is beholden to no one. Quibi, Quibi might be fighting inevitability. The, this is so ridiculous that like, <laughs> it, it's literally like everyone expects it to fail. And yeah. if Quibi was to succeed, they would, they're not owned by anyone. Like if they're like a, a business that makes enough money for themselves, like is it is it that bad? Right? Like, even though I think it's a little bit silly how this works, but like, hey, they're trying something new, right? Yeah, and, and but also at the same time they they want you to pay five dollars a month with ads, which is uh um, not the end of the world. I mean, 
Because what's the alternative? Snapchat's own original programming, IGTV's own original programming. Like, given given how shitty all of this is right now, having some creative freedom on Quibi's side, and then like them being able to bankroll enough where they don't need to be influenced by big tech companies, they can do their own thing. Like, out of all the worst timelines, I don't think the one in Quibi succeeds is the worst timeline. It might be one of the better I, ones. I. <laughs> that's 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 hilarious that's like really like it's like the it's like the weird uh, timeline that mm, um i mean what do you want do you want disney plus to be the thing everyone uses because at this point like genuinely fuck disney like what do we want apple tv plus to be it where they just like i don't want that hell who knows when google is probably going to come out with their own tv studio thing eventually right they're from microsoft amazon already has their own like i don't want amazon studios to be the one that everyone you know goes to Mm. Quibi is the only one like not but why is by, why like, is this the vertical video thing why is this you know no. just embrace it go 90 embrace it no I'm not going fucking 90 fuck Verizon <laughs> uh, Verizon go fuck itself but, uh, you know, but, but like I mean you, you get what I mean though right like I'll yeah aside. yeah I mean I'm yeah like I understand what you say like you saying like this is like the streaming wars this is like a like a weird competitor but if it succeeds it might like we actually weirdly redefine the market in a way that's better like I I I don't I mean okay sure I'm I'm not I'm not buying into it though like I'm not getting into this you know uh, you know for. I don't. I, oh, I, I might I do I'm, it. For, I might do it for the pod, but I'm not watching the ads. I have. I'll have to pay more for the fucking whatever plan that they have that don't have you ads. Know, right. All I'm saying is that um, I'm going to download Quibi on day one and check it out. That it, it, it it's is eight dollars a month for an ad free experience. I will do the five dollar a month one with ads. I will do the ad one. I want to because most people buy the ad supported tier, right? Like, so I want to know. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I, I'm. I'm for the people, so I'm gonna be seeing what the people see and. Uh, I mean, who knows? Like a ten-minute br- the digestible show format actually isn't a bad idea, right? No, I don't think it's bad. I, I just think it's. I don't. I don't think it's the future of cinema. Uh, which, it's yeah, weird, uh, right? Like Quibi is just weird and strange. The name doesn't make sense to me. Nothing about this makes sense to me. And you know what? Like, I want. I need more of that. I need. I need oh, more. I, I, I. You know what? Quibi is is it is Q B Quick Bites. Oh, that's still a gross name, but that doesn't make it any less gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, like it's, a, it's but a, yeah, it's mobile first, right? Like it's it's it makes sense for like a phone screen. I don't know. It's you know there could be much worse, right? This we could Quibi could be like Spotify that's literally trying to like cannibalize an entire industry of podcasts. Yeah, just to fuck, fuck, well, fuck Spotify, but also I'm a Spotify subscriber. Um, Switch so, the title. Like, support Jay. No, I'm. I, that's that's, that's just, no. Uh, so like they're they're saying like they're gonna be like the HBO of like the next HBO, and like they're spending like a ton of money on content. I mean, Netflix is also spending a ton of money on content, but like it, like. Well, what's the difference between Quibi and Netflix? Like at the end of the day, like I mean, having Quibi and Netflix be like prime players that compete together is still it's better than you know being bankrolled by Disney. Like all, all I'm basically saying, like I honestly don't care who it is. I just don't want a world where like we're all beholden to Disney's um, bad content. Um, like, please don't at me if you think Disney stuff is good. I get it. You like Marvel. You like Star Wars. Blah blah blah. Um, it, please, we can all enjoy our trash, but just as long as we admit it's trash. Like, you know what? I watch, I watch so much garbage anime. Like, don't, 
Also, VRV and Crunchyroll are bankrolled by Time Warner, by Warner Media. Is it? Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, owned. They're owned by AT&T now. Oh, that's... Mm, mm. So I guess Pirate Your Anime? Um, sure. Uh, hashtag Pirate Life? Hashtag, I, uh, hashtag Hot Static Tech Tip. Uh, I, okay, going, so, I think we should end this. <laughs> yeah, we should we should wrap up really because I think this this is what happens when you talk like two heavy topics and you get into like a topic that's like uh that's like silly kind of and like doesn't make much sense. It's called fucking Kobe. Quick quick fucking My favorite bites. part of the Kobe marketing is that they were like, Oh yeah, Kobe's for when you know when you um when you're in a quiet place like a bus. I remember it's like one of the marketing lines he used once and I'm like, Have you ever been on a bus? <laughs> buses are the least quiet things ever like what are you talking about even like even on a like maybe maybe like yeah like buses are like uh, usually sometimes yeah sometimes it's quiet if it's like if it's like a sunday and like nobody's on this fucking route yeah it's quiet but like if it's like if it's like a monday to friday thing and it's like you're on the bus that's like with filled with people it's not gonna be quiet bro what like how like this is how you know this person has never been on public transit right like whoever whoever thought of that has never been on public transit like that's how you know right all right uh let's wrap this up uh as always uh you can find us on two shades of brown.com the show notes obviously uh, are going to be there email us contact at two shades and brown.com if you as i mentioned the indie developer thing or indie gamer thing if you are uh one of the if you are indie gamer uh our indie gamer just just contact maybe let's talk about some indie games like maybe you can pick a couple games that you like and we can talk about them like let's let let me let me play some more indie games like i've been i've been i want to play some more indie games let's let's make that happen uh uh and you can find me on staticsave.com uh all the links are there so and chosa where do people find you on the internet you, you can find me at uh, Chose Find a website. All the links will be there as well. Um, um, until next time, bye. Yeah, goodbye.